everyone, the SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario, Popeye Supplements Ottawa, and Jim K. Ford. Jim K. is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. For years now, Jim K. has supplied the Ottawa area with Ford work trucks of all sizes to get the job done right. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or moving, Jim K. has solutions. From small things like delivery vans right up to the F-750. If you can't find what you're looking for, I'm betting the Jim K. team will find it for you at a price that fits your budget. Jim K. Ford, Uville Drive in Orleans or JimKFord.com. Give the gift of health this Christmas at Popeye Supplements Ottawa. Gift cards are a great option for that special person in your life. Or maybe treat yourself. And as a bonus, Popeye's is a free gift to go with every qualifying gift card. From shaker cups to towels to gym bags, yours for free. Happy Holidays from Popeye Supplements Ottawa. Trucks and minivans cost less to insure than small cars. You get a better deal on home insurance if you have good credit. The biggest insurance brokers are owned by insurance companies. I'm Josh. Make sure you choose a broker who has your best interest in mind. All Insurance Ontario is independent, family-owned, and has your back. Text me at 613-860-6008 to get on our team. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. And now let's get after it. Busy show on the way. The New York Jets have snapped their 0-13 skid. Ugh, so stupid. Um, how the NHL might resemble the original six for the coming season, and much more. James, how are things today? What? What's so stupid? What? 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 Why? Snapping what, what's your so skid. Snapping your skid. <laughs> you've you've applied yourself all season long. You're 0 and 13. You're only three losses away from getting Trevor Lawrence number one overall in the upcoming NFL draft, and you find a way to win a game against the Rams, a team that I thought was really really good. And they were 17 and a half point favorites. And somehow the Jets win that game. Outrageous. You know what else is outrageous? A couple things in the NFL. Uh, one of the divisions. Uh, I love bringing this stuff up where I don't know the answer because I know you're going to know it right away because you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're an NFL stalker. You know, uh, one of the divisions, right? Losing, losing records. All of them. Losing oh, records. Yeah. Like, yeah, the like, NFC like, East. Yeah, five and eight or something is going to get you into the playoffs. With with, uh, so that's kind of what it. When I'm, when I'm thinking about that, I'm going, okay, that's okay, I guess you know, because you expect everyone to be you know, twelve and four or whatever it is. The other one is Stevie, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think they win. I think they win last night in the Sunday nighter. So I'm watching it. I'm watching near the end, and if I'm not mistaken, I hear the guys say. The Cleveland Browns are poised to make the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. Yeah, I don't know what the exact number is, but it's been a long time. Holy God. Well, that's 2020 for you. Cleveland is good and Buffalo is good. Yeah. uh, Talk talk about parody. (laughs) Trying to to even out all the talent, you know. We're going to do a rebuild here, but it's a 20-year rebuild. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, it sort of struck me as you got to be kidding me. I don't believe that. I don't believe that's that stat. 17 years. Yeah. I think Cleveland, the, the, Cleveland might've been the last winless team. If I'm not mistaken, speaking of winless squads, like they've been bad for a very long time, uniquely bad. And uh, really since they returned to Cleveland, I don't, I don't, well, even, the point, I, I don't know if they've gone to the playoffs once since they returned to Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's amazing. You know? So it's got to be hats off, Steve, to the 
Is it the pound, the dog pound? Is that where all the fans hang out in Cleveland? I believe so. Not that many these days, but still, the ones who are get you know what they get they get the Nobel Nobel Prize for loyalty. Yes. Okay, the the Cleveland fans. Could you imagine going 16, 17, 20, 25 years without making the playoffs? And they yeah. phone you every year, Steve. Hey, just want to call you, give you a little nudge here about renewing your season's tickets. Yeah. Ah, okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you and I are fans of hockey teams that have gone a very long time without winning much or even making the playoffs. Yeah, it was a big, long drought for the Edmonton Oilers in there. The Sens are in the midst of a three-year drought. Not just missing the playoffs here in Ottawa the last three years, but a scenario where they were either dead last overall or second last overall. So, yeah, I think we know a thing or two as hockey fans about long droughts. And uh, how badly that sucks. You, you yeah. especially with the Oilers. I think the Oilers went to the cup final in what, uh, 2006. And yep. then I think they went on a fantastic run of not being in the playoffs. Rollison. Rollison was the, came in as a goaltender. He was the guy who almost single handedly got them there. It was one of the first times uh, when the Oilers had this run in 2006. Um, excuse me. There's a there's a street here called White Avenue, uh, big where all the bars are. It'd be mm-hmm. the equivalent of the Market or Elgin Street, Crescent Street in in Montreal, Electric Avenue in Calgary, or, or some of these places where all the bars are. Uh, Ebor City is one of them, I guess, in Tampa, uh, and and Edmonton. Uh, when when they had their run, everyone started going down to White Avenue, okay, to to celebrate these things, and it was kind of cool. You remember when Calgary, they had a run one year and they called it the, the red, red light district or the red zone or something like that. And people just went in droves down there. And I remember it was called the red mile, the red mile. Right. So I remember driving down there going, Holy God, this is crazy. You know, even, even, even uh, certainly home games, but even games on the road. Anyway, I said, I gotta, I gotta go down and have a look. And the, the first thing I saw Stevie, no lie here, was a kid scrambled up a, 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 like a lamppost or, or like a telephone pole, in the, okay, and started to shimmy his way across the street along one of the electrical wires, Stevie. What? That, that, yeah, to, like hand over hand, like he's, he's rappelling or whatever they do, or like he's doing a, one of these fitness things in the army. Yeah. For what purpose? Well, he was hammered. He was hammered. They were partying, you know. But of course, the bad side. There was a bit of looting that went on, and and some other shit, you know, that happened. Uh, and I think it was the same year that Louis DeBrusque went down and, and kicked the shit out of a huge storefront window. Oh. I don't think Louis likes to talk about that much anymore. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, it reminds me of the when, when we're talking about playoffs coming up for the NFL. Loyal fans, I get. Hats off, Stevie. Hats off to the Cleveland Brown fans. Okay. Yep. And the Leaf fans, Stevie. I know you want to acknowledge no, them. No, yeah? no, no. Uh, final thought on the Jets <laughs> thing. Um, so in that in that game on Sunday, they led the entire way. They had a 20-3 to lead in the third quarter. And so it wasn't a fluke win. It was just a, just a devastating victory. But not all is completely lost for the Jets right now, James. They're going to close the season with two very losable games. They're home to Cleveland next week, then at New England in Week 17. The bad news is Jacksonville – 
which now has the number one pick if the season ended today. They're also very bad at football, and they also have two very losable games as well against Chicago and Indy. Um, did you switch- see, Stevie, before you go on, did you see now where uh, it's kind of cool? It's kind of cool that they've come up with this. the first time I've seen it. So with a few games to go in the season, uh, well, probably four weeks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that where everyone's at? Ten and what are, what are 12? Are we 12 games in? 13? Uh, it's, uh, this was week 14 that just wrapped up. So how many weeks left? Three? Uh, no, sorry. Was, yeah, we're going into week. So there's uh, t- 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 two weeks left, two games left for most teams. Uh, so do you see where they came up with this deal, Steve, saying, okay, with two games left, and uh, they, show you, they show you a list of possible playoff teams, mm-hmm. okay, that are on the bubble, right? This is, this is the great part, part of sports. I love this time of year or, or the, that time in a schedule where it's three, four games left, and the, the different scenarios are great. Yeah, right? love the just, playoff just, scenarios. If the playoffs yeah. ended today, what has to happen now? It's great. Right. So the NFL uh, came up with this sort of percentage chances, percentage chances of, of making the playoffs. And it's, it's kind of good. So they, they look at it and go, just like you said, okay, they, they got to win, you know, two of their last three games and they're going to make the playoffs. And then they put up the percentage chance of that happening. And of course, if you're facing tougher teams, right, they're going, okay, the, the chance of them making the playoffs is 8%. You know, and and other teams sixty eight percent because they right. got a couple of dogs that they're playing. Anyway, it's one of the stats I kind of like. That's a good idea. Every sport does it. They they all have their own websites. Like there's an NHL. They call it NHL Tankathon. So people are looking at uh, you know lottery odds, chances of making the playoffs. Uh, but every league has one of those types of websites where you can go to and uh, see what everybody's percentage chance of uh, making the playoffs is. Jr. Yeah. Our old co-host. Um, used to drive us a little bit crazy when it got to this time in the NFL season, he would do all the possible NFL playoff scenarios. And the thing must, I'm sure it went on for 20 minutes. So if Cleveland is to make the playoffs, they're going to need to win outright against Jacksonville and the jets. And then they're going to need this and that and the other thing and blah, blah, blah. And someone is going to have to stand on their head and, uh, and it would go on like that ad nauseum he'd even have like a music bed underneath it to spice it up but right. uh, yeah not working all over yeah we always fall over sideways in boredom listening to the you interview. get that on the pga too right when they start to break down who's going to win this fedex cup all the right. time right where you got the you're 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 you're, uh, you're making me break out in hives because i hate that fedex cup standings thing you know here's the here's the they lose me steve right away they lose me right away when it's when it's over five mm-hmm. when they go like this Here's the six different scenarios that can happen for Louis Gallardo here to make the FedEx Cup. I'm out, yeah. Steve. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Okay. I'm in if they go, here's the only thing that can happen for my team to make the playoffs. Right. Or my guy to win the FedEx Cup. Now I'm in. Okay. I don't have an answer for a more simplified format, but they got to look at, they got to come up with something because, I mean, it, it's it's not like it's, it's, it's gotten better over the years. Rather, I used to think of it as just a cash grab. Now I'm kind of into it, but it's it's going to be so much better if they ever get themselves to a place where they can declare a season champion and do it in an understandable way. So the format makes sense in the six weeks leading up to the declaration of a champion. Because right, right now, 
It's like, okay, I don't really know what's happening here. All I know is all of a sudden you've got a field for the season ending tournament and uh, Dustin Johnson's going to start out with a 12 stroke lead and right. off we go from there. But it would be so much better if we understood the drama and what, what is happening along the way. It's just uh, way too convoluted. Yeah. I think that what they should do, because uh, you know I love talking golf. I think what they should do is, well, 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 they are kind of doing it where they pare it down over the three or four weeks of playoffs or whatever it is. Uh, anyway, okay, that's I, 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 I had a thought here that I just ran it around in my head, saying that's a stupid thought, Jim. Right. So don't you worry. took a couple of steps down the road, and then you just sort of made an about face, and then <laughs> bailed off the road. Uh, I was thinking of my dad today as we change gears here, and uh, he was uh, a big hockey fan his whole life. And he often talked fondly of the NHL's original six and not so fondly of today's hockey because it's 31 teams. And he always said he missed the days when he knew the other five teams inside and out, didn't like any of them because he knew them so well. And he looked forward to every game. There was emotion in every single game. Um, Like compared to today when maybe your Oilers host the Minnesota wild or whoever, uh, these random visits of teams you just don't care about. And now I think that I wish my dad was going to be around for the coming season. Cause I think it is going to feel very much to the 65 and over crowd, like the old original six type seasons, because you've, well, back then it was a 50 game season. We're going to have a 56 games, a 56 game season. And also you've got that same scenario because with this intra division play this year and the shorter schedule, um, it's going to have a lot of emotion to it. And you're going to quickly get to know the other teams, like in Edmonton and Ottawa's case. If you're a fan of either of those teams, and that's your big thing, you're only going to have six opponents all season long. And unless you get to the, what, conference final, you will never see any anyone this year except for those six opponents. So it's going to ramp up really quickly. You'll get to know them really well because you'll see them so frequently. And uh, there's that old adage, familiarity breeds contempt. I think it's going to be fantastic to have a smaller core of opponents. Uh, It's a great thing about sports, though, Stevie. You know, everyone has hope, no matter what, okay? No matter what. Yeah, but I think think Montreal might do it this, this time. The Canadians, this could be their year. And everyone says to them, they have no shot, okay? They got no chance. They are not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, but they might. No, no, they can't. Okay, they can't. They got to they win 10 of the next nine games. Okay, well, you never know. No, no, they, they, they can't. You know? And that, that's the great thing. That's the great thing about sports. My, my, my father, you brought up your dad, and you and I run the parallel line there with our father, sitting around the living room watching sports when we were old enough to, to understand, you know, picking a team. Mine, mine was Boston and Chicago were my teams. But my, my dad... All the time, all the time, Steve. Okay, he he started a deal with his buddy because hockey was only on Saturday nights, and you got the the Leafs and the Canadians games. Okay, and my dad would always bet with his buddy. They they there would be five or six games on. They had a cool little thing. They bet two dollars a game. I remember this, and so there's six games, Stevie, that we're gonna bet on you and I. We've done this ourselves, and so you get to go first, and you're gonna pick the the that game. Okay, the Montreal the Montreal Minnesota game mm-hmm. and you would pick your team. Okay. I take Montreal. Then I get to the next game and I get to pick. Okay. 
So my dad for five years straight did this every Saturday night. Never once did he pick anyone but Montreal. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's do this. Let's do this logic here, dad. So you're saying Montreal is going to win 82 games this year out of 82, you know, but that's what makes, makes, makes sports good. You know, I so guess. Do you, do you like this, this format where you're only going to have six opponents? So as an Oiler fan, you're only going to see this season six opponents unless the Oilers make it all the way to the conference final. It'll be the same well, six opponents every single game. What, or every, I mean, no matter what, the whole season, six opponents versus a potential for 30 opponents. It's a great idea. It's a fantastic idea because, you know, at the end of every year where these, these, these fans, for example, the Cleveland Brown guys who haven't made the playoffs, they might do it this year. Buffalo, you know, in the NFL, um, a lot of times, Stevie, when, when supporters of a team, when, they get, when their team goes in the tank again and they don't make the playoffs again, a lot of them will complain about the division the team's in, right? They're going to say, okay, I'm a New York Islander fan, right? They got no chance, man. They got no shot here. They're in with the Rangers or whoever, or Pitt or who's ever in their division. You know, Jersey was so good for so long. Washington, you know, they got no chance. So now these people, have a, they got a shot, Stevie. They got a chance at their team. You know, think of the Winnipeg Jets, right? That, that you know, their loyal following. Uh, Vancouver, you know, Stevie. Now they got a chance. Now they got a shot. Well, both those teams are very good. Um, and, and a lot of people would say. Or the Sens fans then, closer to home. Well, yeah, and that, that would be the one that I'd bring up, not just because it's the bulk of our audience is in Ottawa, but um, I, I know a lot of people have written off the Sens because it is a tough division. Most of the Canadian teams, with the exception of maybe Montreal, which I'm not sure about yet, um, that's a very good division. They're all, you know, seen as playoff caliber teams. And I don't write off the Sens. I don't think they're going to come anywhere close to winning the division. But at the end of the day, it's a seven-team division, and you have to be better than three clubs. And it's a short season. And what do we always say? When there's a short tournament, anything can happen. Even bad teams go on these runs where in like a 15-game window, you know, they go crazy for a bit. And if a team gets streaky, even one that on paper shouldn't be competing with the others, anything's possible. So I don't write off anybody in any division right now, with the exception of the Detroit Red Wings, because I think they're uniquely awful. Um, but I, I do like it across the board. I know some people will say, I don't like this thing where I'm only seeing six teams all season because I'm not going to see Sidney Crosby. I'm not going to see this kid, Alexi Lafreniere. And I'm like, well, you can go watch them on another channel, not playing Ottawa. Right. They're not in the division. That's fine. And, and sure, I, there's part of me that would like that as well. But if I have to choose between seeing absolutely everyone or seeing a smaller group, which is way, if as a fan, as a media member, it is way easier to get to know six or seven other opponents in your division and, and stick with that. And it's also so much more emotion that gets built up because you have that familiarity factor. You get to know everybody, you know, the guys you like and hate on other teams and the players themselves continually running into the same guys, fighting the same guys, getting cross-checked by the same guys. All of that leads to emotion and hatred is good for hockey. Well, you said it yourself, you know, the, the best shot the Sens have is being, being in that division this year, three teams out of what, how many teams are seven? Seven Canadian yeah, teams? Yeah, exactly. So it's you got, top you got, four. You have to basically it's top four in every division. So you have fewer teams in the division, 
but yeah, but, but more than that, I don't, I don't, I don't look at the Canadian division as being, you know, so dominant with the exception. I hate to say it, but I do think on paper, Toronto looks very, very good, but I don't see anybody else uh, as being quote unquote unbeatable in that. Division. Right. And, and listen, don't, don't take anything away from a team who does, you know, who wins the Stanley cup, uh, uh, you know, under the new format, under the COVID guidelines, you know, the Dodgers, Stevie, who won the World Series this year, no, no one ever says, yeah, there's an asterisk, though. Okay. Okay. They no. got, you know, that's not really the World Series, you know, or it's not really the Stanley Cup. You don't hear any of that. Right. No. It's all the same. It's all the same for everyone. Uh, in fact, a big part of me kind of likes it. Shorter season. Hockey's so freaking long, Stevie. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not as, I would say that at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's, it's not as, and there's, there's a little more good fortune that goes with it. Cause it's, you know, shorter season uh, playoffs are different and all that. But I think that uh, it, it's still insanely hard scale of one to 10, the average Stanley cup winner uh, it's a 10, as far as how hard it is. Right. For Tampa, it was a nine and a half big deal. It's not quite as good, but it, don't don't come at me with an asterisk. Everybody right. had the same playing disadvantages and all that. The bubble, um, there was, you know, all kinds of adversity to overcome this year. Tampa Bay should be proud as hell of that Stanley Cup. I agree, Stevie. Yep. All right. When we come back on the program, we're going to talk a little World Juniors. That's after these words. Give yourself the gift of health this Christmas at Popeye Supplements Ottawa. Gift cards are a great option for the special person in your life, or maybe treat yourself. And as a bonus, Popeyes is a free gift to go with every qualifying gift card. You got things like shaker cups, towels, gym bags. Happy holidays from Popeye Supplements Ottawa. Jim K. Ford is a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. For years, Jim K. has supplied the Ottawa area with Ford work trucks of all sizes to get the job done right. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or moving, whether you're big or small, Jim K. has solutions. From a small delivery van right up to the F-750. Happy holidays from Jim K. Ford, Uville Drive in Orleans, or JimKFord.com. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The Glen Walton Real Estate Team would like to take a moment to wish you nothing but happiness and good health this holiday season, safely surrounded by family and friends. Glen thanks Ottawa for the support and partnership and looks forward to working with you in the years to come. Happy holidays from the Glen Walton Real Estate Team at glenwalton.com. All right, James, it's happening right in your backyard. Are you, uh, are you into the World Juniors this year? Canada will get going on not Christmas day on boxing day against Germany. That'll be actually Tim Stutzla, the Sens third overall draft pick this year that will be leading Germany. Um, but yeah, it's going to be uh, I think it'll be a fun tournament. Is it uh, an event uh, that, cause I haven't talked to you about world juniors in a long time. Are you into it at all? I guess if I'm honest, no, I, you know what? I completely had forgot about the world junior steve completely until you just mentioned it right now <laughs> i did i did i knew it was in red deer the camp and then they had a bunch of trouble with covid and stuff but i i really i really have yeah i never i never thought about it 
until, until you, you brought it up just now. Yeah. They're so, having problems like um, right about now. I think there was, there's supposed to be some exhibition games happening, but I think team Sweden um, might be Germany. No, I'm not. There's a couple of teams though that are dealing with COVID. And so it's forced the cancellation of some of these exhibition games. So I think Canada is only going to end up with one exhibition game as they head into the preliminaries. And, uh, and so that will be a, a small thing, but you know what, they're probably, I don't know. I mean, they've, they've had this selection camp going on for what seems like forever uh, in the bubble, but uh, not really a bubble in red deer, but uh, yeah. And they had their own COVID issues. So um, I don't know if that'll affect the bottom line. It'll still be tricky because until you start playing games, uh, you really don't get a feel for your teammates in these short tournaments. You're coming from all over North America, really coming together, trying to put these lines together and see mm-hmm. who fits well with who, see who has chemistry. I suppose you would like as many exhibition games as possible before you get into things because in a short tournament, a loss here or there because you didn't have the right guys together, well, that can cost you the tournament. Yeah. You know, and the, they're saying that Canada is really going to be behind the eight ball because of the, the lack of practice, the lack of exhibition games, the lack of time together. Uh, it's the first time I've ever heard that, that, that they're going, yeah, don't, don't hold your breath here for Canada making it into the, into the playoff round, you know, because they just haven't had enough, enough time to play. Rusty, Russ Cortnell brings up a really good point about junior hockey players. Uh, and like he's, you know, he made it to the Olympics. He, he played on the national team. And he said the real, the real secret, the number one secret is none of that means shit, Jim. Don't worry about that no practices or whatever. They're all good. These kids are all good. They're the best, obviously. The, the key to winning is uh, the, the other, the other 12 skaters forwards, for example, the, you know, whatever you carry, I don't know, 12, 15, I don't know how many forwards you have. Okay. What do you got? Four lines, three guys. That's four, 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 three, yeah, four lines, 18, 18 skaters. Yeah. 18 skaters. So if you look at all the forwards, okay. So you've got a dozen forwards, the key to the success is, not everyone can be in the first line. Okay. Only three guys can with, with, you know, maybe you adjust a little bit, but there's going to be your big three. The secret is the other nine guys going, I have no problem with not being on the first line. Uh, that that's a perfect world scenario because the problem is the 12 come in going, I should be on the first line and that can, that can destroy your team, destroy your team. Someone gets, on when the when the coach tells them okay you're going to be a, you're going to be on the grinder line okay you're playing on the third or fourth line and these kids came from the top line in their mm-hmm. junior teams you know or college teams or whatever so um that's where the good coaching stevie that's where the good coaching comes in yep for sure so it's uh, glad you brought it up steve because i thought like i said i even, i didn't even know there was a world <laughs> Uh, I shouldn't. Uh, I hope I to cancel the thing. <laughs> I hope I haven't presented things as in I think Canada doesn't have a chance to win because of lack of preparation. Like everybody's had a lack of preparation, um, so it's it's kind of even across the board. It's just it's it's different for everybody. And who adjusts to the adversity will be the team that uh, well has a better chance to win. Canada has one exhibition game, and that's going to be on December twenty third. That's Wednesday against Russia. And the game against Sweden was canceled because Sweden's dealing with COVID. Um, be interesting to see if a team, you know, has a big problem with COVID and we're now into the preliminary round and round robin and all that. 
that uh, that could be problematic where certainly the possibility exists that uh, if a team gets hit by COVID hard enough, they may have to forfeit, but uh, hopefully that it doesn't come to that. But uh, yeah, Canada has one advantage in that uh, they've got Quebec major junior players who actually have been playing hockey, the OHL, the Western hockey league. They haven't played any hockey since last spring, since COVID started, but the Quebec major junior hockey league did fire up for a while uh, before shutting down again. So uh, maybe that's a somewhat of an ace in the hole. They got some guys in game shape on your roster, but uh, ideally in a perfect world, you'd be playing both these uh, exhibition games to try and get ready, try and get in game shape. Uh, Cause it is going to be zero to 60. The one thing I will say though, I got to think of myself. I'm an 18 year old kid trying to make the world junior hockey team, uh, all those scrimmages and red and white games. I'm trying as hard in that as I am in the tournament itself, because making the team is the dream. That's the first dream. Once you get on the team, you're still going with your hair on fire because you want to win a gold medal. Mm-hmm. How Stevie, how, how are all these teams playing with this new lockdown? I, I see another headline today. Uh, I think this, did Ford say at, at Boxing Day, it's a you know they're going with the strict strict protocols. All these teams, as in World Junior or NHL now? Yeah, well, no, I, I understand the NHL. They're it's kind of tentative here, isn't it? Because the BC is saying no teams are allowed to come in and out. Alberta's got locked down. Ontario's got locked down. What's happening with the World Junior then? With- well, the World Junior's in a bubble, so it's in good shape. It shouldn't be an issue because they're following all the same protocols that the NHL did in the playoffs, and the NHL had zero COVID cases. So it's right. just more in the early going here in that there might be you know, some lingering effects. You hope that, that it doesn't become an issue, but, uh, yeah, they're using all the same protocols and, uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But that's the deal. They're, they're doing a bubble as opposed to the NHL, which is still going to travel in uh, in fairly normal circumstances, though there'd be no Canada-U.S. travel. Right. And I, like a lot of people, Stevie, are, uh, are now in the three-point stance, okay, ready to bust because of the talk of a vaccine. Right. And uh, the other day, I guess two, three days ago, I was watching a press conference uh, and I don't know if you saw this and, and a nurse was speaking to the media and she had just received the vaccine. Okay. Frontline worker. And as she was talking, Steve, she got dizzy and fainted. <laughs> what, did you see that? Yep. I did. Um, I think she had some sort of underlying condition where pain makes her pass out something like that. But uh, no, that, that's not good optics as they roll this thing out. Anyway, it, 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 maybe I, I don't think it had anything to do with the vaccine, but not a, not a good first day when they're rolling out the vaccine. But uh, that's the other thing anyway. So let's see what happens over the next. Good luck to everyone in Ontario. Same thing here. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't leave my house anymore, Stevie. I'm in the, I'm in the lockdown. Like I'm quarantining. Right. Uh, just go out for the essentials, you know, like the casino gambling. And stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll call it a day right there. Let that be our final thought, and we shall talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. We'll see you.